putting him on the spot here because Jared just said a few minutes ago, I'm a perfectionist. Well, that, folks, is the mind of a perfectionist because that cup was consistently voted worse than the others where people had had a go. And what they realized as they had a go was their idea of a perfect cup changed and evolved as they got feedback. Over 90% of people who are viewing our videos haven't subscribed. So would you please just hit that subscribe button? It makes such a big difference to us. Uh, if you'd like, follow, share as well, it really helps get our message out there. Thank you. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Build Your Online Business Using Groove with me, your host, Nigel T. Best. And I'm here with Milado, Jared. <laughs> hey, there he is. Uh, today, folks, we're going to be jumping into a topic that really hits most of us entrepreneurs at some point or another. And it's it's one of these things where we're going to be exploring uh, some common fears, misconceptions, some of the mindset barriers, as well as provide some, you know, practical tips how we can yeah. overcome them. Because, Jared, we, we're talking to people, aren't we? And, you know, we're finding that people have groove, but they're just not using it. Oh my goodness, that is such a waste, isn't it? So yeah, I know that. I think a lot of people have big hurdles that they struggle getting over. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so um, I've got I've got a list of well, we've got a list of sort of topics and points. Jared's gonna uh, sort of be the uh, the anchor. Yeah, you heard me right there. The anchor on this one in terms of asking the posing the questions that are probably going through your mind at this very moment. So, without further ado, let's crack on, shall we? First question, what are some common fears or doubts that people have when considering starting an online business? Oh, good question, Hey, Good question. Some of the common fears, well, I think one of the, the biggest fear that seems to come across more and more often, Jared, and, and you tell me if, if you think this is true or not, it's that fear of failure. Yeah. Sound familiar? Um, for those of you out there, uh, we've all seen it, haven't we? All seen the YouTube things. Uh, this speech broke the internet and and all the rest of it about people saying, "Oh, it's not how many times you get knocked down; it's how many times you get back up." Well, that's all good and well, but a lot of people don't even want to get in the firing line. They don't want to put their head above the parapet. They do not want to have or risk that chance of failing. And yet, for other people, you see them and they go again and again and again. And you just, you have this sort of, it's it's almost like a, a crossover between, okay, that person's not just failing. That person has just lost it because they are, they are banging their head against a brick wall. And, and you leave them to it. And then, Jared, I've noticed this. You see people and you think, oh my goodness me, that person just does not know when to lay down and die. And... A few years later, you suddenly find them and they are doing amazingly well. Uh, they've really cracked it. They've got money in the bank, happy family, life is good. And when you talk to them, they say, you know, last time I saw you, you'd failed again. Your fifth 
business had gone pop. You were going bankrupt and all the rest of it. What the hell happened? And they just said, well, I don't regard it as failure. I just regard it as learning. It's that persistence. There you go. Never mind persistence. It pisses you off because you realize, oh, yeah, I wish I'd stuck at it. And, um, you know, you see these people get there. What is it? They didn't give a damn about their failures. They had that innate belief that um, they they would learn from it and they would carry on and they carry on doing it, being that persistent so-and-so until they crack it. So, yeah, it, it's great. Um, others, other sort of fears or, or these misconceptions on those. Um, Jared, I've got a question for you. Do people estimate the, the amount of work that is needed um, or do they overestimate, underestimate, uh, do they, uh, can they cope with everything or do they get overwhelmed and, and what have you? When, when people are starting out, what's their opinion on things? I think there's two. There's the person that comes in and I think they think, wow, this seems so easy. I can blitz this. I'm going to smash it out in five seconds and they go sit down to do it and they realize, wow, it's not five seconds. This is going to take five years. And then they just give up at that point. Or there's the person that says, this is going to take way longer than that. So I'm going to try and find an easier route and give up before even trying to have a look at it. Um, and I think somewhere in the middle, you need to realize that so when it's something's really difficult it's normally the what you get out of it is worthwhile so but yeah, yeah i think yeah i mean all that and more yeah. people i think people tend to build it up in their head as to either how ridiculously easy this is going to be or how ridiculously complicated it's going to be and the thing is it's is very rarely those extremes so if you're one of those people that's sort of thinking Oh, this is um, this is going to be amazing. I can do this in ten minutes, and in that first ten minutes, you haven't even managed to log on. Uh, you sort of go, oh, "Well, this is rubbish," and you you give up, sort of thing. So, you know these these things that uh, stop people starting. Some people never start; they never even log in because in their head they're thinking, "Oh my goodness me, I've got to do what? I've build a website, and I've got to do emails, and I've got to do a membership, and I've got to do this." Oh my goodness me. I'm going for a lie down in a darkened room and I'm going to stick a cold flannel on my forehead and I'm going to wake up in a bit and move on to something more interesting. It's it's one of these things. It, I don't think we ever have it quite right, Jared. You know, mm. we, we've thought of some things and we thought, we'll do this in 10 minutes. Yeah. And hours later, we're still working it out. Oh, this will be a good idea. Let's try and focus on this. And then 10 months down the line, we're still like, did we? Where did we get with that? What happened? <laughs> what happened to it? Um, and it, to some extent, there's a big difference between um, holding you back and never getting going and getting hopelessly lost in the weeds. And we're going to do another episode on uh, the power of having a coach or being accountable to someone or working in a group. Because if you're one of these people, no, you know, I'm okay starting, but I get lost then you're going to love that episode. It'll be coming up soon here on the podcast. If you're enjoying the podcast, by the way, don't forget, give us a like, give us a subscribe, 
ding bells, whatever it is, and Allah has he's an Allah. is like, I'm the window and shout. Are you middle side tree? I just do something, do something anyway, because we all know uh, there's the algorithm that's out there, and this algorithm works on people's interaction and all the rest of it. So uh, we'd really appreciate it if you interact, share this podcast, or if you're watching on YouTube, just give it. Uh, you know what to do. Um, so number one, then uh, some of the fears, some of those fears, um, you know, stop you even starting, which is crazy. Um, then we've got another one here. So question number two, are there any misconceptions or myths about building an online business that holds people back from taking their first step? Yeah, I think definitely the first one is get rich quick. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can try that on the horses or something. Have a go gambling. Uh, yeah, just a bit ago, we were looking yeah. on YouTube about how many videos are being rich is so easy and it's so easy to be rich and all these videos that promote this idea of it's so easy to be rich quick. And I think when they come to, when people watch those videos, it gives them inspiration and they think, oh, yes, and they feel ready to go and then the realization hits them and they realize it's going to take a lot of work and that they think, well, when I watch that video, that's not really what I signed up for. So I'm going to move on and do something. Else. Yeah. that It's so true, isn't it? You know, we get seduced into something because it's, um, you feel like this is the answer. And normally it hits us when we're at a low. So things aren't going well. And if we could just get out of, uh, you know, this situation, it's the old gambler syndrome. You've lost on five different races or whatever you just about lost all your money you think right i'll get it all back and more on this last one and it doesn't happen and you know as soon as what happens then you get discouraged you, you give up and all the rest of it there's other bits to it though folks it's never going to be that quick it's never going to be that easy trust us it, it just isn't uh you think of anything uh, if you've learned to play a musical instrument or a sport, were you a genius at it, you know, within 20 minutes? No. So why the hell people think running a business is going to be a 20 minute, I'm going to make it, uh, you know, it's, it's just a bit unrealistic. So pitch your expectations somewhere different and in between that, because I think, um, you know, it, it's one of these things that, uh, how do you get people to be realistic? You want people to be enthusiastic. You want people to love, you know, the idea of it because you want people on board in your training, in your business, whatever it is. You want people enthusiastic, but you want people to be realistic because you want people who will stick at it. So if you if you get those people who are, you know, just in, incredibly... Uh, sort of enthusiastic uh, they're like a firework going off yeah up into the sky and boom but they're over and done with you know in just a few seconds and then it all comes crashing back down to earth it, it's kind of folks this probably isn't for you and when I think about it there's probably not a lot that's for you because very little in life comes from not a lot of effort um a lot of people talk about, oh, it's simple or it's, uh, oh, it's easy. Something being simple doesn't necessarily mean it's easy. And something being easy doesn't necessarily mean it's simple. It's a combination of things. So is that holding you back, folks? Is this 
have you got that mindset of I can do this I've got a spare hour on a Tuesday I'm gonna earn a million in that hour have you are you the one with the unrealistic expectation if that's you right okay don't do that don't fall for that give yourself plenty of time um there'll be another session here on the podcast talking about planning and how you do that we have that in the membership as well where we show people how you can you know pick out 50 things that you got to do but realistically you can only do five this month and realistically you can only do two of those this week and it just gives you a much more measured approach to being able to do it but curtis curtis sorry jared whoops um yeah i'm gonna throw this one at you another one of the myths that holds people back is they think it's gonna cost a lot of yeah. money is it true no i mean people go down a rabbit hole of spending thousands and thousands of pounds and tens of thousands of pounds and then at the end of it they realize well i've not really used any of what i've bought uh <laughs> i've not really understood it and i've given up and i've moved on and i'm back at working my job and i think when you think about owning and starting up a business you think i need to pay employees i need to pay for my website to get done i need to pay for this pay for that i need to pay for courses i need to learn new things and i need to pay for that but there's so much you can just do sometimes for free and sometimes at minimum cost yeah absolutely folks and it's one of the reasons why we help people you know you can get uh, again talking about our membership you can get 30 days for just one dollar and uh, the reason that we are talking about build your online business using Groove is because we can get a free account of Groove that will help you get going. And that free account is an account that lasts for, well, as far as we're aware, forever. So you, you don't have to try and do everything in a seven-day trial period or anything. And that's why we love Groove. You get this free account. Yes, it's not the full fat version. It doesn't have quite everything, but it gives you plenty of time yeah. to do things. So there's that and our membership for a dollar. So for one dollar, you could have 30 days of information stuff in there. You know, boom, perfect. All right. So that's number two. Um, so misconceptions or myths about that. Number three, how can a lack of confidence or imposter syndrome affect somebody's ability to start an online business and what can be done to overcome it? And good question. Anyone out there suffer from imposter syndrome? Yeah, too embarrassed to say. Yeah, well, th relax. Hey, we all do at times, don't we? Um, a lot of us have skills, but if you were suddenly put on stage with a room full of people with those skills, would you feel like you're a bit of an imposter? Um, you know, I don't care how confident you are. You could be uh you know a doctor or a brain surgeon or something you stand up on stage in front of a, a room full of the world's finest brain brain surgeons and you are going to feel like a bit of an imposter um you know you're going to feel under pressure aren't you why jared why do we do that i think it's a lack of self-confidence a lot of the time i think people that imposter comes in when you around people in similar avenues as you and you feel oh they're gonna find out they're gonna find i'm a fraud they're gonna find out that i don't know what i'm doing and i'm just stumbling along but a lot of the time you have to also keep in your mind they probably thinking that as well they probably are also thinking i'm a fraud 
or some something along those lines. And I think it is that lack of self confidence, uh, that lack of self belief in what how good they are at what they do. All right, and here's a top tip, folks. There will be people when you talk to people, there will be people who uh, think that you are a fraud. Okay, there will be people who think mm, it doesn't sound like they know any more than I do, and there will be other people who go, "All hail our chief leader." and demigod bow down and worship at the altar of Nigel because he is just absolutely amazing. So, folks, you're going to get all three reactions to sort this. Of, uh, when you're at your grandparents and teach them how to use this TV controller, they think you're a genius and someone around your age will probably think, really? Well, they'll, they'll probably think you're not even using it properly yourself. Uh, how dare you teach someone else? But this is it, folks. This is it. One of the key things for any of this, if that's holding you back from getting started, you need to focus on which group? Not the group that think you're a fraud. Not the group that think you're an idiot. Not the group that think I know as much as them. You need to focus on the people who think you are just who I need in my life to help get me going. So you may well be listening to this podcast and you be, might be thinking, oh, I know more about business than these clowns. Uh, I know more about using Groove software than these idiots. Um, fine. On your way. Good luck. Uh, bon voyage. Auf Wiedersehen. Um, you know, get lost. We're not interested in you. You are not our audience. So if, you're, if you've got that, that weird sort of concept that you think, mm, oh my goodness, you know, everyone hates me. They don't. And forget the ones that do hate you. You can't change their minds. Focus on the ones that think you are the absolute answer to their prayers, okay? So, if that's been holding you back, so think to yourself, is there anyone, Jared, can you think of a single person in on the planet that everyone agrees with and everyone likes? No, I think the people that are most known by everyone in the planet are probably the people that are most disagreed with. Yeah, I mean, just think of religious figures. Well, if, if everyone agreed, if everyone said that that person was the absolute perfect person, we'd only have one religion or, or whatever, but, you know, we one don't. One politician or... One politician, one opinion, one leader. It, it doesn't happen. So, folks, everyone's going to have a different opinion. And you don't need to worry about that. You just need to find the people that like your opinion and want your help. There will be people. And no matter how skilled or unskilled, semi-skilled or whatever you think you are, you will be ahead of a group of people. You will be more advanced, more knowledgeable and more helpful to a group of people. And that is your audience. So don't focus on the people that are ahead of you. Don't focus on the world's leading experts. You know, if you're a, a sportsman, you know, do you think you could teach, turn around and teach your kids? Um, if you've got kids, could I could I teach them how to hold a tennis racket? You know, I can play a bit of tennis. Or would you say, well, no, I, I'm sorry, kids, I'm not picking up the racket. I'm not going to demonstrate it because I, I feel inadequate and that I'm not at a high enough level and I'm just going to see if I can get Rafael Nadal to pop down to our back garden and give you 10 minutes at tennis. Um, if not, then tennis isn't for us. Look. Folks, that's a crazy attitude, isn't it? And when you do that, you go, oh, right, I get it, I get it. 
you know, it doesn't matter. The kids think, well, you know, you, you get this dad syndrome where the kids think that the dad's an idiot anyway. But um, when you get little kids, if you show them how to do it and you picked up a racket and you hit a ball, they think you are the world's greatest tennis player. Because at that point, that's what they need. They need that level of uh, sort of encouragement and what have you. So never think um, of imposter syndrome as being anything other than made up. Yeah, there will be people who, you know, are your tribe, are your customers, are your future uh, revenue stream, and they are waiting for you to do it. And if you don't get out there and do it, folks, they are missing out on all your skills. So go to it. All right. So what else, Jared? What else? Number four, are there certain personality traits or mindset barriers that may prevent someone from taking the leap and starting their own online business? Mm, how many people? Well, I tell you what, Jared, I'm not going to answer that question until all my ducks are in a row and all the stars are in alignment because I wouldn't want to give an answer that wasn't anything other than perfect. All the planets need to be lined up. Perfect. Yeah, this is it. Hey, folks, one of the biggest things is if, if you're a perfectionist and in some things I am, in other things, oh, flip it, anything will do <laughs> sort of thing. So um, some of my some of my DIY, when you don't quite have the right the right size screw or something, it, it's kind of it'll do. It'll hold that sucker up for a bit, you know. Whereas other people, no, it has to be the exact same thing. I'm going to drive 30 miles to buy that, that one screw of the exact size and, and length uh, before that shelf is going up. The rest of us have put the shelf up. We've got stuff on the shelf. Um, some shelves have fallen down. So what? You know, we, we've got on with it, haven't we? We've tested it. We've got out there and we've done it. For others, perfectionism is a nightmare. Okay. I think the phrase is start now, get perfect later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've just been doing some more design stuff. And Curtis and I said, Jared, you're not allowed to do any more designing today. You've got to get on with it. Walked out of the room, came back with a coffee, and he was back designing. He was still trying to get it perfect, folks. Uh, we all... <laughs> he's, he's kind of going, Ugh. yeah, I'm a perfectionist. Uh, yeah. This, this is it. And that's one of the traits. Yeah, it is. It's one of the things that can hold a lot of people back. And coupled with that, I would say there's an element of self-doubt, uh, probably tied into the imposter syndrome we've just been talking about, but also a bit of doubt about, oh, I just don't know if this is for me. I don't know if this is work. I don't know if this anyone would buy it, those sort of things. Um, I think sometimes, Jared. When when we sort of talk to people, do you feel that people look at at times too far ahead and see too many problems rather than sort of have a, a almost like a funnel whereby, okay, I want to get to that point, but I've got to start here and do all these steps first. Um I don't know. I well what do you reckon? Someone will be thinking, I want to start my own business, but what if people don't like the product that I'm selling? And then you ask them, well, what's the product you're selling? I don't know. I just thought of, I want to start a business right now. And it's like, well, you don't even know what you're selling. Where are you going to sell it? Um, well, I don't have a website. There you go. I mean, I think they think so far ahead 
but there's so many steps that they need to think of first before they even get to the point of looking for customers to sell anything. And by the point you even get to, I'm going to sell this product to people, you will have perfected your idea. You will have perfect, maybe even changed the product that you were originally going to sell. And so I think thinking so far ahead, you do miss it, the steps that you need to take that are very necessary in the process. Yeah, I'm reminded, as you're talking about that, I'm reminded of an experiment that they did with two groups of people. And it involved making, um, I think it was a cup. Um, and it was, they had to make one out of clay. So you had to kind of design a cup. And the groups were split into two. And both of them had effectively all day, let's say 10, 12 hours to come up with the perfect cup. Okay. Now, one group could do as many versions as they wanted in that 10 hours. The other group had to come up with the perfect cup and just make one of them. Okay. At the end of the day, they were going to be tested. You know, is it the perfect cup? What did people think of it? You know, a panel, they were going to get judged on it and all the rest of it. Who do you think, you know, came up with the better one? The one where they were able to sit down, analyze, target the problem, get everything lined up and make that perfect cup. Or the group who kind of went at it and did 10, 20, 50 versions before they said, right, okay, this is the one that we like. So what do you reckon? When that short amount of time, I'd say the ones that stuck on one thing and try to perfect that one thing. Okay, interesting, folks. Interesting. Now, Jared did say, I haven't spoken to him about this, by the way. This is this is a live, well, it's, yeah, of course we're alive. Um, but we're doing this, and I'm putting him on the spot here because Jared just said a few minutes ago, I'm a perfectionist. Well, that, folks, is the mind of a perfectionist because that cup was consistently voted worse than the others where people had had a go and what they realized as they had a go was their idea of a perfect cup changed and evolved as they got feedback. So as they got feedback from people themselves as they were testing these cups, they kept changing it and tweaking the design and tweaking it and tweaking it. And effectively, at the end of that session, they had 10, 20, 30 variations, each one improving slightly, and that always outperformed the ones that sat around coming up with the perfect cup okay so if that is you where you sit around and you wait you may well be the sort of person and you may have done this already and it could be holding you back you thought aha i've got the perfect product i've got the perfect thing for my customers they will love it and you go through it all and they say ah oh, this is why they'll love it and all the rest of it da, 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 da. you spend loads of time building a course building something putting it out there, and you launch it to, oh, do you hear that? Yeah, nothing. And why is that? Because they didn't get any feedback in that loop. And this failure, the idea of failure, it's not failure, it's maybe just feedback. Whereas if you came up with something and you, you put it out there and you got some feedback, and you put it out there and you got more feedback, and you put it out there and got more feedback, what might you find? You might actually find that, what your original idea was was miles off the mark and actually what people wanted was something totally different and because you've gone out there and tested it and tested it and it's come back 
what you find is that people uh, love it when you've pretty much given them what they're asking for. Okay, so there's an interesting one. I can't believe that you... That, that is so interesting. Mind of a perfectionist. I'm not going to make anything until I think it's perfect. Trouble is, you don't know what's perfect until your audience tells you. And if you want to give any comments on this podcast, yeah. If they're nice, send them in. If they're not, keep them to yourself. Uh, all right, next next one, uh, there you go. So number, uh, number five, how can financial concerns or lack of resources impact someone's ability to start an online business? And what are some alternative options for getting started on a budget? Money. Ooh, folks, this is one of the the big ones that holds us back, isn't it? People get money and they go running. Yeah, they do. It, nearly always they say time, money, and technology. I don't understand it or whatever. Um, and I always, on the technology, just as an aside, I always say, have you got a phone on you? Yeah. So, right, open it up, get the camera open, do that QR code, tap on it, and go into the chat box. And they go, oh, yeah, 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 done it. And you go, right, okay, 10 years ago, could you have done that? No. said, so, no. So when you say you can't use technology, yes, you can. Yes, you can. You just, you think you can't, but you're now using a device there that does all sorts. So um, there's one. But this one, money. Mm. Money, is it holding you back? We've already said that we like Groove because you can get in there and use a free account. I think... Um, one of the things that a lot of people they get held back is have you ever I'm just wondering dear listener um, have you ever done something where you've spent some money and it didn't work out and you you know they say once bitten twice shy so you, you maybe you got scammed or fleeced or you, you lost out or it was a, a dud buy it was a waste of money are you now feeling oh well I don't want to do that now, you know, I remember doing this when I was eight. I remember sending off some money. It was on the back of a packet of cereal. And I was trying to get this little plastic toy. And uh, I remember sending off some money. And uh, I never, I never got the toy. So I don't ever want to, you know, make any payments, uh, you know, sending it off. You know, you do get people who are like that. And... When you trace it back, Jared, you normally find that someone's had a bad experience in life and it's tainted their vision. If that is you, if you have had a bad experience, you've got to be careful. Does that affect the way you think the future is going to pan out? Is it likely that you're going to fall for the same scam? No, you're probably going to fall for a different one. But, uh, you know, no, that is, it's one of these things. You, you're grown up, you're no longer the eight-year-old child, but the eight-year-old child's memory is scarring you now still so you know let's all go to frozen folks and let it go hey let it go um so you know if have you what are your thoughts on this general that's that's just kind of a, a weird angle on it from me but what are your thoughts about people talking money and i think and holding being held back i think a lot of people don't have the freedom of money and so when they look at things, they just, before they even think, I want to, they might think, I want to start my own business, but I don't have the money for that. I don't have the kind of resources that I need for that. And 
Um, oh, also time might come into play as well. They might be having a full-time job and not have the time for any of that. So I think that's a real thing for a lot of people that are working and they want to start their own business because they don't want to, they no longer want to work for someone else. And I think they need to realize that sometimes it's just a leap of faith. Sometimes you just need to think, well, let me just try and put all my eggs in one basket and go for it. Because if you end up not doing it and you end up working the same job that you hate for 60 years and in the back of your mind, you'll you'll keep on thinking, I want to start my own business. But then it'll get to a point where it's too late for you to start your own business now because you think, well, what's the point now? I've, I've, I'm too old or something. But even at that point, you, it's never too late to start your own business. So it's you might as well just go for it even while you're at the age that you are. Even if you're older, just go for it because nowadays with internet and with how easy it is to access creating websites and everything, it's quite remarkable how quickly you can start creating your own business, especially with, how we said earlier, a small, like a minimum amount of money put in. So, for instance, with Groove, free website, completely free, you sign up for free, you can create a website, membership, all of it. For us, you sign up for $1 and that's it. That's the one month of 30 days, you know, 30 days, 30 days for a dollar. And that's, that's it. You've spent $1. You've put all your eggs in one basket on $1. Um, I think we can afford a few baskets of eggs <laughs> when it's only a dollar, isn't it? it Jared, you know, it, it's so trick. It, it's one of these things that, um, it does annoy me at the moment. There's a cost of living crisis and I, I see people who are spending money on consuming things so they are they haven't cancelled netflix yet they haven't cancelled satellite sky tv they haven't cancelled you know takeaways and doing all these other things um and this is all money that's never going to come back it's never going to give you a return it's never going to generate you an income um and people still do it and you just go look you've got a choice you've always got a choice and the choice could be I stick with where I am, doing what I am. I'm always going to get what I always got type scenario. But if you think, no, 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 I've got to do something different. As Jared says, if you want to get out of where you are, you've got to do something different. And that something different might be investing your time, money, or both. And if it comes down to saying, well, I don't have money. You know, I want to go on a coaching program. It's $500. It's $1,000. Do you know someone who would lend you that money? That's one of the options. Don't give up your job. Don't walk out in you know, a fit of anger and tell them to stick it and all the rest of it. Keep what's coming in at the moment, you know, still going. But look at your time. Look at the other costs. Could you tweak and save some money here or there? I know a lot of people say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm cutting down everything. You know, I'm even, I'm only buying three takeaways a week do with none it's up to you is holding you back an excuse is it an excuse that you've got in your head i can't do the mo at the moment i haven't got enough money can't do it at the moment i haven't got this well two of the greatest 
things that people say that are holding them back. Okay, if you are someone who thinks, I need to get fitter, you know, healthier and all the rest of it, but you say, I don't have the time. I don't have the time to go to the gym for an hour or two uh, a week. I don't have the time to, you know, prepare my own food or, or do something different. Well, I tell you what, you may not have the time to do that, but you will find the time to be ill. You will find the time to lie in bed feeling terrible or be in the hospital or whatever it is. It's amazing. Never find the time to get fit and healthy, but we find the time to be ill. What about if you say, oh, I can't afford that, you know, um, I, I, I just don't have any money. If your car had four flat tires and you needed that car to get to work, I'm telling you right now, you would find a way to get four tires on that car and back in action going to work and earning money. I just know you would. So the question is, are we making excuses? Is this thing of holding us back? Jared, do you think ultimately all it is is a, an excuse to yeah. not do it? I think it's it's a safety blanket. I think that excuse gives them that reason not to do it because that's what they what a lot of people are looking for. They want a reason not to have to do something that they're quite fearful of. They want that safety blanket of, oh, I can't do that because of X, Y, Z. But realistically, that's just something you come up with in your head. And it's not a real reason because if a gun was pointed to your head and you had to start a business and you had to earn money from it, you would. So... Yeah, <laughs> I like. I mean, obviously, we're not pointing a gun at your head, um, but it—it's one of these things, folks. We can make all these. It's so easy to make an excuse, and how easy is it to get a business going? Well, it's harder to start a business than it is make an excuse. But I—I I tell um, one of my kids, the oldest, I, I said, the only person you can't fool is you, because you're the one. You know, I can ask you these questions. You can lie through your teeth to me. You can come up with it, whatever reason for whatever it is. And I said, but the only person you can't fool is you. And inside, you may well realize, you know, what you're doing, what you're actually doing and who you're actually kidding. And it's not me uh, or anyone else that's challenging you over something. It's yourself. You, you're using an, an excuse. So they're far better at, at sort of, you know, taking ownership and responsibility of it. And one of the things, um, we'll just we'll just come on here. So, you know, I would never advocate getting into debt, but I would also say that you need to look long and hard at where you're spending money when we're talking about money holding you back. Look at where you're spending the money, where it goes, how much, how little, how often, whatever it is. Tot it up, make some different choices. You'd be amazed at what a what a saving you can make. If you're going to the supermarket, don't buy the branded, buy the supermarket own brand. You know, if you are doing that and you're thinking, I'm still spending too much money on food, weigh yourself. You know, seriously, do you need that much food? I, I'm not saying starve yourself, but we're, we're going down the route. Hey, this is getting a bit kind of weird. Um, but no, think about it. It's up to you. It's always a choice, folks. Folks, it's always a choice. And they can never, no matter who it is or whatever it is, no one can ever take away the choice of how you live your life. It's up to you to make that choice. 
So when it comes to money, yes, you could ask friends, you could crowdfund, you could, you know, offer it as an, you know, a bit of an investment in you that hopefully will pay dividends. It could be that someone wants a website and, and you say to this person, look, I, I really wanted to learn how to do websites. Um, I need a bit of money to help me get this kit, get a, a new laptop or a computer. If you want to do this, I'm going to learn how to do it and I'll help you by building you a website. Someone might do that, especially, you know, someone in the family or a friend or something, they might go for that. So think outside the box. But what Jared's talking about, comfort zone, comfort blanket. Everyone talks about, oh, it's coming out of my comfort zone. Well, why don't you call the rest of the world your excitement zone, folks? Your excitement zone. So you say, well, I'm fed up of being comfortable. I want to be excited. So I'm going to get out of my comfort zone and go into the excitement zone. Because in the excitement zone, you've no idea what's going to happen. But I know some people that could help me and guide me through this excitement zone to get the most out of it. And... Hey, Jared, that's us, isn't it? Hey, we can do that. We can help people. But what, finally, come on, let's crack on. This is number six. Number six. What role do past failures or negative experiences play in holding people back from starting an online business and how can they overcome these? Okay, well, hands up, confession time here from me. Um, you know, feelings about money. Inbred for a long time, from a very early age. Money doesn't grow on trees, uh, you know, stinking rich, uh, you know, all, all those things about money and it's better to give than to receive. Um, if you believe in there's always a yin and a yang or whatever it is, uh, uh, the two sides to everything, then when somebody says it's better to give than to receive, well, mm. who normally says that? Oh, it's the one that's receiving, isn't it? So if, if you need to give something, someone has to receive it. If they want to give something, you have to receive it. You've got to be happy with that. You've got to get comfortable with money. Money is something that sometimes when you talk to people, if I said, um, would you ask that person to buy something? A lot of people get a funny feeling in the stomach and they, they just get, you know, that weird sensation, that weird feeling. A lot of people are uncomfortable with money. Uh, a lot of people, as soon as they get money, get rid of it, uh, whether it's spending it or whatever. How is this so pervasive and all-consuming in society? Because everything surrounding us is trying to get relief of us, of it, relief us of our money, isn't it? So everything is buy some food, you know, gamble on this. Why not do that? You know, buy a new kitchen. Uh, whatever it is, even on game shows or the lottery or whatever, what's the first question, Jared? They always ask the winner. What are you going to spend your money on? Oh, there you go. We do it every single time. You know, what are we going to spend it on? Oh, you've just won a family fortune of £50,000. What are you going to spend it on? Oh, I'm going to go on holiday and then in six weeks' time I'll be back to where I was. Nobody ever on these programs says, "What are you? how are you going to invest that money to generate you a long-term you know, income stream and an asset that you can hand on to you, your kids and their kids? Well, nobody ever does that, do they? Have you ever seen that? Oh, you've just won uh, you know, $1,000 on the radio or something. Tell me, how are you going to invest it? You know, the person at the other end would go, what? Invest it? 
I'm off out for a meal with the family and then I'm, you know, all the rest of it. it we are so ingrained with spending money and we are so happy to buy things. But when it comes to a business, you've got to get happy selling things, folks. And if you have a fear of selling, a fear of money, uneasiness around either of those two things, then, you know, it's natural because that's all we've been taught. And if that is something that is holding you back at the moment, then you really need to get in, uh, you know, into the membership here with us um, because we help you overcome some of those things. Am I a fully reformed, overcome, uh, love money? No, I still, I still have that urge to, you know, say I don't deserve this money. Someone else should have it. You donate it, you give it away, you spend it, whatever. It, it's hard because it's so ingrained. But if, if that is you, and on the flip side, asking for a sale makes you feel awful, if that is you, then perfect. You're in the right spot here on the podcast. We're going to help you over time. If you want to join us in the membership, you know, we'll help you there. It's one of these things that, you know, those past experiences, those negative thoughts, they're hard to overcome, folks. They're hard to overcome. Yeah. But you can instance, as we mentioned earlier, let's say you spent loads of money on a course that you wanted to do and you came out the course and you thought I spent so much money on this and I thought this was the answer and it wasn't and it's given me nothing and you'll leave that course thinking I'm never doing this again that's it I'm going back to my old job I'm going back to doing whatever I was doing before and you sort of give up and you never ever look at it again because you think that one experience of when you did that one thing let's say 10 years ago and nowadays things are a lot different there's a lot more options out there and I think a lot of people once they get burnt they just close off they just close off all other options and they think this isn't for me and they judge the entire space on one individual experience and I think I think that that can be a big issue for people when thinking about wanting to start an online business yeah mistakes experience it's all part of life the the rich tapestry of life folks uh, just remember though that you are weaving that tapestry okay it's up to you so um finally we just you know a, a couple of things that we could do um on here so last one that we've got here question number seven what are some practical steps someone can take to overcome their fears and take action towards starting their online business this is a really good question. And just the other day, I was chatting with someone who felt that a number of things had gone wrong and that they were in a you know, really terrible situation. And I just said, okay, if you had a pen and paper and you wrote down where you started from um, about five years ago and where you are now, I want you to quantify in terms of money how much worse off you are. And you could see he was kind of, uh, he was going through few things in his mind and he went oh well yeah okay that's hmm yeah and he said well he said I've never thought of it like that he said but I think I'm probably about where I was I went okay now that is a major breakthrough because you thought you had absolutely ruined your financial situation you thought you'd blown your wealth and actually you haven't you've got it in different assets it's you know, it's not in cash, it's in property or whatever it might be. 
And actually, when you boil it down, what you had in your mind is a terrible, terrible experience. And, you know, you've, you've ruined it and all the rest of it. Actually, just by doing that very simple exercise, where were you? Where are you now? Suddenly, the revelation was he's about where he was five years ago. Okay, so th that's not the greatest return on five years of, of working, but he hadn't ruined it. He, he wasn't in a terrible state. And, and just the, oh, crikey, I'm not as bad as I thought, just made me realize how much people focus on the one negative and ignore the nine positives. Um, have you ever seen that, Jared, where, where you focus on the, you know, let, let's say you had uh, 10 one pound bets, um, one of them lost, but the other nine all won. Which is the one that we remember? The one we lost. Yeah, I've got, I've got a great one. In the UK, when the lottery started years and years ago, he's brilliant. I'm, I'm a Yorkshireman, and this was a Yorkshireman, and he won the lottery. And they came up to him and asked him, and he said, uh, talk us through what happened. He said, oh, well, I bought two tickets for the lottery, and uh, uh, yeah, I won 3.2 million. He says, wow, that's amazing. Um, you know, these are just one pound tickets and you only, and you bought two tickets and you won 3.2 million. And he, he went, yeah, that's right. He says, so what do you reckon? And he said, I reckon I wasted a quid. And you sort of think, what? And he got 3.2 million and he was, he was semi-joking, but he was saying, yeah, but I did buy a dud ticket as well. It didn't win me anything. And it's like, what the hell? And my goodness me, we can focus on negative you know, when everything else in the world is, is positive. It's incredible how we do it. The media focuses us in on doing that, focusing on negative stuff. But get a pen and paper, write down some good things in your life, write down the things that you'd like to change, the not, maybe not so good at the moment, but write down the good things as well and, and just be grateful for those good things. And then you can start sort of getting a more rounded picture as to where you're at so we all, we always talk about this don't we it's time it's money it's um you know what you your fears are and we've got some fears here haven't we and i think that pretty much most of us as a first world a uh, very fortunate person living in the first world most of us have the opportunity to be able to earn or save or have access to some money I'm not talking millions, I'm talking just a bit. So money's a tick. We're okay, folks, we can do it. Most of us, we have the ability to dedicate a bit of time to something, don't we? We've all got 24 hours in a day. The billionaires still only have 24 hours in a day. So how are you spending your time? Write down where you're spending your time. And if, if you went a week without watching YouTube, Netflix, or any TV or anything like that, just make a note of how many hours in a week that would give you to do something else, okay? And then, as I say, when it comes to technology or, or skills, whatever, um, how easy is it to learn a new skill these days, Jared? Oh, with all the resources and all the training out there, especially hours, quite easy. Exactly, folks. So there's no reason we give 
step by step. We literally tell you what to move your mouse to, click, enter, press return here, do all those. And even things. if you struggle and you get to a point where you're like, I don't know what I'm doing, you can come on a live and we can literally show you. We can show you face to face and talk you through it. You can email us and we'll help you. And it's not one of those things where you purchase something and you never ever hear from us ever again. Uh, we, we'll always be hovering around you to help. Yeah, it, I mean, the thing is, though, we're not mind readers. Uh, I knew you'd say that, I I, I sense. But um, no, we're not. We're not mind readers. So if you've got a problem, you've got to stick your hand up and let us know. But yeah, we, we help out. One of the features of the membership is we do uh, live sessions. And, and we've gone on. Uh, Curtis is really good at this. He um, goes in, requests control of the computer, and we share the screen. And he actually has kind of fixed websites, blogs, um, technical side of things uh, right there and then for people on the, the live. It's quite remarkable. And what a time save, eh? one of those head scratching moments that's holding you back and you know we can sort it in minutes is great so that's one of the things but uh, some of the other things folks when you hear a phrase and there's so many quotes out there they are so cliched but the reason I'll, I'll tell you where the word do you know where the word cliche comes from okay I think it's right I'm, I might be making this up in printing um, they used to have, you know, all the letters. And so uppercase, lowercase letters, that's just where they were stored in the drawers when you were putting your stuff together to put on a printing press. Well, so all the individual letters and stuff. And then you would have certain words that, because those words were always there, useful words, they would come in, you know, little phrases. But then you might have a little phrase, and because that phrase was used quite often, the they'd make it as one thing. So rather than individual letters where you've got to put it together all the time, you'd have it as one long long string. And that was known as a cliché, um, which is from the French, I think, for just that sort of combination of, of stuff. So the cliché was, oh, well, we've already done that one, so you just pull it out and stick it on your printing press, and there you go. You don't have to write it out, you know, assemble all the individual letters. But a cliché for this, when something, I'm going to throw one in there, Jared, how do you eat an elephant? One bit at a time. One bit at a time, folks. Because a lot of people, the biggest thing holding them back is they think that this online business is an elephant and they have to eat it in one mouthful. The answer is, folks, you don't. You break it down into little bite-sized chunks, into steps, little steps. Uh, because, um, was it Confucius say journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step it, it, this is it you know all these cliches all these quotes they do come back to the fundamental truth folks which is you've got to start somewhere and you've got to start with something make it a small thing give yourself that feeling of hey i, I did it i achieved that because when it comes to goal setting and all the rest of it, if you start achieving your goals you will go for another goal if you set yourself a goal that is too big, too ridiculous, and you're doomed to failure, the fact that you fail at that goal will hold you back and you will stop and you will never do it again. So set your sights very low, very small, short steps, and just start. 
folks. This is the only advice we can really give you, which is do something. If you don't know what to do, you need to ask someone what you should do. Um, and the quickest way of doing that is to just ask someone who's been doing it um, or who's out there who's offering help. So if you want to know more, have a look in the links, <laughs> have a look in the links and stuff um, and go there. So um, here we are. I just put myself up there. So if you want to go to www.groove.builders, uh, you can have a look at stuff there. Have a look in the show notes. It'll be there. But folks, the biggest thing that holds people back are excuses. And they are excuses built on myths, misunderstandings, previous experience, and all the rest of it. If you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you always got. And if you want something different, and the purpose of this podcast is to help you build your online business. So my guess is you haven't got one yet. If you want to build an online business, then you need to do something different. And that starts right now with some simple steps. Hit subscribe, like, share, comment, um, get this lined up so you can hear the next episode. And also have a look in the uh, links, the show notes, the descriptions and click on something. Just do something, you know, <laughs> just do something to get you underway because in five years time and it goes much quicker than we all think but in five years time those five years will have gone whether you do something amazing or you don't do anything at all those five years will disappear and what you need to do is just think right okay at the end of five years where do i want to be and if you want to be somewhere else then you need to take a different step right now and it'll be amazing in a year's time, you will not believe how far you've come. In a week's time, you'll be quite surprised how far you've come if you follow the steps and you overcome all those things, which are, to be quite honest, you know, all made up. Most of them are in our mind. All the things holding you back so far, you know, you can overcome them. Don't, can't you, Jared? 100%. There's no better time than, than now. There you go. No better time than now. All right, so, folks, what are you waiting for? Click on something. Go do something. All right, until next time, my name's Nigel T. Best. I've been Jared. He has been Jared, you know. <laughs> uh, and we'll see you again soon. All right, bye again. <laughs> <laughs>